ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus for uh, Thursday the 29th of July. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. Today I want to focus on the results from Rio Tinto last night. No one else is having a look at them so I thought I would. Why? Well Rio Tinto owns almost all of the TY Point aluminium smelter and is a major player in our political economy, whether we like it or not. And last night, Rio Tinto reported a record high profit of $12.1 billion just for the first six months of the year from, uh, uh, from the sale of iron ore and aluminium smelted at TY Point. It also paid a record high $9.1 billion in cash dividends to its shareholders. This uh, really thrilled them to bits um, on international markets overnight. Why does that matter? Well, the aluminium smelter uh, has a really sweet power deal with Meridian, which is 51% owned by the government. You might recall that all of the power produced by the Manapuri uh, Dam complex goes in special lines across the bottom of the South Island to the TY Point smelter and is then used to make aluminium. You might remember also that at the end of last year, Rio Tinto threatened to shut down the TY Point smelter. Now this freaked out a few people, particularly the government, for two reasons. Firstly, it would mean more than a billion dollars worth of wages each year and other spending in the Southland economy would go, along with a significant amount of foreign exchange earnings from the aluminium itself. So Meridian decided to keep try and keep Rio Tinto in New Zealand by offering an extra sweet deal, long-term deal, on the power that it sells from Manapuri. It gave $60 million worth of extra discounts on top of the discounts it already pays, and now sells power to TY Point at $35 per megawatt hour. And you may ask, well, why should we care about that? Surely that's close to the long-run average cost and the same cost that we all pay for our power that we use to heat our rooms every day? Actually, no. The wholesale electricity price since January, when the deal was done, has been around $239 per megawatt hour. Remember, TY Point paying 35 the wholesale price is $239 per megawatt hour. And right now it's $103 per megawatt hour, so three times the price that TY Point is paying. Now, there's a couple of problems here. Uh, firstly, um, it's pretty galling to see uh, um, TY Point and Rio Tinto make mega profits out of power that is generated from a state-owned power company and which could otherwise go to people who really need it at relatively low prices. Remember, New Zealand has about 100,000 people living in energy poverty every winter. That means they're spending more than 10% of their income on electricity. We know that every winter, around about 5,000 households are cut off because they couldn't pay their bills. And every year, it's around about 20,000 households that were cut off because they haven't paid their bills. We also know that unheated homes are a real problem for more than a quarter of our families, particularly families with young kids, in large part because many of them now actually have heat pumps and heaters in their homes. Remember the Healthy Homes legislation that went through 
was designed to make private landlords put heaters into homes for people to use. The trouble is that tens of thousands of those more vulnerable households and kids are not in heated homes because they fear the electricity price that would inevitably come in the bill after they've turned on their heaters. So we have a situation where 100,000 people, many of them kids living in poverty, are shivering through this winter. And by the way, it was minus one degrees in Christchurch last night, shivering through this winter, while Rio Tinto, a foreign-owned com company, gets incredibly cheap power from a state-invested and created power dam and pays out billions of dollars in dividends to its shareholders. Now, normally this would not be a big deal. No one would notice and it would go through to the keeper without too much comment. But unfortunately, and again, gallingly, Rio Tinto illustrated its, quote, outstanding financial results with a picture of a worker from TY Point and also pointed out that the lower power costs that are just negotiated by threatening to leave its so-called bluff to leave bluff uh, was one of the reasons why its profits were so strong. So what's what should go on here? How, why do we have this particular problem? Well, you could say one of the reasons is we don't really have a competitive wholesale power market. We've certainly seen that in the last three or four months where Electric Kiwi, Flick Electric and No Ra, which is a specialist power provider aiming to help people who are um, essentially blocked from having power accounts because they've been cut off in the past and have bad credit. They have essentially pulled out of the market because what they've been doing previously is buying power on the wholesale market, which is what the market's supposed to allow, and then selling it on to retailers uh, with a bit of a markup. But because the wholesale power price has been incredibly high for the last almost year, and not just a little bit high, not just a little bit above the long-term average of around $80, $90 dollars per megawatt hour, it's been at various points $300 per megawatt hour. Now, there have been reasons for this, according to the gen tailors. These are the generator retailers that include Meridian, Mercury, and Genesis Contact and Trust Power. They say that um, we had a relatively dry winter and therefore they couldn't uh, release water from the dams onto the market and then drive prices down. Instead, they've had to burn nearly a million tonnes of coal in the last year to provide the power that we need, even though demand for power is basically flat. And many people in the independent retailing sector essentially believe that this is not a fair market, that the gin tailors screw the scrum by drip feeding water into the market or holding it back or um, spilling water to ensure they keep prices high. There have also been gas supply shortages in Taranaki uh, because of maintenance issues. Um, this caused a big spike in 2018-2019. And there has been one geothermal plant at Kawaro that has shut down because of a a technical problem and it's not clear when it's going to restart. But we still have a wholesale electricity price which has driven the independents out of the market. Those independents had been quite effective in the last five years at containing the price growth that the big gen tailors had previously pushed through. Between 2000 and 2019, 
prices for electricity rose 48% faster than prices for other things. But in the last five years, it's been relatively flat, again, because of the pressure of competition from those independent retailers. They have now gone, and we're now waiting for the big five gin tailors to put up their retail prices later this year, or most likely in April next year, which is when they generally do it. So, what should the government do about this situation, which is not only galling, it's painful, that hundreds of thousands of people don't get access to the cheap power that Rio Tinto does, tens of thousands of kids are shivering in their homes at a time when shareholders for Rio Tinto are making a killing. What is going on here? What should the government do? Well, I've put some detailed recommendations into my uh, Dawn course, the text version of it today, which is in your email account. But firstly, I'd like to see the Gentailers actually step up and help the likes of No Might R keep those poor households connected to the grid because they've had to turn away 500 customers in the last week. And the reason they've had to do that is that they can't get access to that $35 a megawatt uh, power price, which others have, including Rio Tinto. Secondly, the government basically needs to break up these gen tailors into generators and retailers so that the inherent subsidies, the cross subsidies that the gen tailors are able to use to drive the smaller retailers out of the market so that can be removed. In the same way that the government broke up telecom back uh, in 2006, 7, 8, which led to significant extra competition in the telecommunications market, lower prices, better service, and everyone would agree, a better system. Thirdly, Transpower really needs to finish the upgrades to its lines, which it's currently working on, between Clutha and the Upper Waitaki. Why? Well, at the moment, all of that Manapuri power really is dedicated to TY Point. The lines go straight across the bottom and they don't really connect up very well to the rest of the grid. The problem there is if uh, Meridian and others want to sell that power into the grid, they can't easily do it. And of course, if you wanted lower prices, that's exactly what you'd want. Fourthly, and the government should really be helping to encourage other cheaper forms of generation which is independent of those big five gen tailors, particularly solar power on roofs with batteries. And Kyanga Aura is a classic case where those state houses should have panels and batteries in and around them to ensure that um, those people who really need that power to heat that home can do it without worrying about a big nasty power bill arriving in a month or two. And finally, the Climate Commission and the government need to stop assuming that TY Point is going to leave. You've got to remember that Rio Tinto are now making $100 per megawatt hour in profit because of the much higher aluminium prices that they're seeing at the moment. Also, there's a good chance that Rio Tinto will retool those pot lines at Bluff to include their patented new Alisys technology, which essentially means that you can produce aluminium in a completely carbon-free way. Now, already the aluminium at Bluff is seen as more uh, environmentally friendly because it's produced with hydroelectric power rather than coal-fired power. But there's also a lot of carbon emissions that are generated during the process of creating the aluminium. There are carbon anodes used and a whole bunch of uh, uh, car carbon emissions get let off into the atmosphere, about half a million tonnes a year. 
if this Alice's system is brought in by Rio Tinto and they've already started um, putting it into one of the hydro electric powered um, smelters in Canada, in Quebec, then that smelter is staying on for decades and decades. And that means that 13% of power that is used by the smelter will not get fed into the rest of the grid. Why is that important? Well, the Climate Commission and the government until now have really assumed that that power would go back into the grid and help us shift to a carbon zero world. In particular, transferring the fleet of cars and trucks from petrol and diesel to electricity using, the assumption is, all of that extra power that was uh, destined for, Rio, for the Rio Tinto smelter, using that to charge cars and trucks. The Climate Commission even forecasts this extra power going onto the market would drive down prices by 30%, as opposed to having the prices triple what they are in the long run, as we're seeing at the moment. Essentially, we can't heat the homes of our poor kids. We can't reach our carbon zero aspirations while Rio Tinto is using all that power. And those power generators obviously don't want that power onto the grid because that would lower the prices and lower their profits. The irony here, of course, is that the one body able to actually effect some change here, which is the government, is horribly conflicted because it owns 51% shares in Genesis, Mercury, and Meridian. So if it did something that drove down the wholesale price, its own dividends from those shares would drop. And Treasury wouldn't be thrilled about that, because again, as I've talked about many times in the past, its focus is on repaying debt and reducing deficits. And certainly those dividends help. But what is the government all about? What is it trying to achieve? Well-being, warm kids in the middle of winter, carbon zero, or a low debt track? That's the question for Megan Woods, the energy minister, who so far hasn't done much to pressure the Gentailers to do the right thing. And uh, uh, she has her hands full, it has to be said, uh, getting houses built. One way she could solve some of these issues is ensure Kainga Ora put some solar panels and batteries onto all of those homes so and start to provide um, discounted or free power to its uh, occupants of those homes so that they can be warm during winter and not have to worry about either the power being cut off or the power bill being too much. So a deeper look there into power prices and uh, what's happened in Rio Tinto results. In the former life, I used to spend all my time looking through the results quarterly of these big uh, companies globally, uh, Rio Tinto, Australia's largest global miner, along with BHP. Now, the other thing to watch today is news from the US Federal Reserve, where it's just made a decision to leave its, its official cash rate on hold at basically 0%, and to keep printing US dollars, 120 billion US dollars per month uh, to buy government bonds, i.e. Uh, this is the quantitative easing program they've got going. That's going to still keep going. Interestingly, the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell came out in the press conference later this morning and said that uh, he didn't see the need yet to start slowing down that stimulus, to start increasing interest rates, and stock markets were thrilled by that. The Powell put is very much uh, in place. However, it's worth knowing 
the New Zealand uh, Reserve Bank is in theory about to start increasing interest rates as uh, early as next month and increase them a significant amount of time before everyone else because it's in theory more sensitive to rising inflation. The irony here of course is that it's quite possible that the power companies could increase their retail power prices in the next year or so because they don't have competition from those independent retailers and uh, they can justify their higher prices by pointing to the higher wholesale electricity prices. And uh, that is um, not going to help the Reserve Bank or the government much in the long run. Uh, also keep an eye out today, we've got a big report out of the Commerce Commission on a lack of competition also in the the supermarket space. It has concluded there is a duopoly and that prices are higher than they should otherwise be and it's very hard for competitors to come into the market for all sorts of reasons. They don't have access to the supply chains which are pretty much locked down by the big two suppliers and also you're not seeing the availability of land sites for big new big box retailers to set up. It's very hard to get those through the RMA because as soon as you find a site, let's say it's an old service station or a cleared piece of land uh, and you apply to put a, uh, a, a, uh, a um, supermarket on it, you will get immediate responses and objections from foodstuffs and Woolworths because they don't like competition. So worth having a look at that one and I'll go into that in more depth later today. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was... Slightly longer, slightly later, Dawn Chorus, but hopefully um, a closer look for, that is useful at the electricity market and what's going on there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus on Thursday the 29th of July for the Kaka.